0: Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. Leviticus chapter 6, verse 12. The fire on the altar is to be kept burning. It must not go, what? Out. Just checking if you're with me. Every morning, the priest will burn wood On the fire, he is to arrange the burnt offering on the fire and burn the fat portions from the fellowship offerings on it. Verse 13, fire must be kept what? What what, what was that? Burning. Burning on the altar continually. It must not go out. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you, God, for your word. Thank you, God, for your spirit, God. But let this day be a day, God where if the fire has went out, let the fire burn again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. In the Old Testament, God had set a precedence for the nation, for the priests, that the fire on the altar had to burn and it had to be continuous and it was not allowed to go out. When the priests would make an, an offering to the Lord, a sacrifice to the Lord, they would prepare the altar And as they would prepare the altar and everything was said, they offered up the sacrifices. The fire of God would consume the sacrifice. And the priest was not responsible to start the fire. They didn't start the fire. The priest was only responsible to maintain the fire. So once God lit it, all they needed to do was maintain it and add fuel to it and continue to sacrifice so that the fire would be continuous and it would not go out. Well, fire's interesting because fire is throughout the Word of God is, is uh, has to do with number one with presence, okay? Has to do with with presence. If if you you remember the, the if you remember Moses, Moses believed in God, but Moses was not aware of the presence of God until it was revealed to him. In the backside of the desert through a bush that was on fire. You can believe in God. You can come to church, you can believe in God, but yet not know God or be aware of his presence. But when the presence of God is a revealed presence, it's something that can be experienced and it's something that can change your life. But un- unless you're, you're, Somebody that is aware of it, unless you're aware of the revealed presence of God, then you can go through life and and you can you can continue life and and be religious and unchanged because you have not yet encountered the presence of God. The presence of God was. Was uh, throughout that that desert all the time, right, because God is everywhere all the time, right? Just want to make sure we know that he's everywhere. Everywhere that you go. That means he's there at the club too. He's everywhere. He just didn't know it. So Moses was, was, did not know that the presence of God was there until he saw The fire, the children of Israel did not know God was with them till they saw the cloud and the pillar of fire. Amen. So we can we can go through life and believe in the presence of God. But unless unless it's revealed to us, we can be oblivious to it. So we have a lot of people that that come to church, but they don't know the presence of God. You know why people don't worship in church? Because they're not aware of the presence of God. There was a point in my life where I remember my brother and I, we were younger, we would be in church, man. We would just stand there with just looking mad, you know, just serious, you know, just trying to be cool. And the only reason why we we were like that, because we were not aware of the presence of God. And this is what happens in Sunday. There's some folks that will come and they will respond to the presence of God and they'll surrender it. Surrender to it, but then there's others that will be in the same room where the presence of God is there and they don't know and they're not aware of it and they can't respond to it. Fire has to do with the presence of God. And if you're in a place right now where maybe you are desensitized to the presence of God, where you don't experience it, where you don't know it, you probably lack the fire of God in your life. Fire has to do with power. Next chapter C2 we see the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. We see that there was, there was flames of fire that rested upon the head of each person. So the, the fire is is uh, is about power. It's about the fire of the, the Holy Spirit. Then uh, fire is about purity. Malachi 3:2 says that he is like talking about God. He is. Y'all right, man? I heard some talk. All right. He is like a refiner's fire, fire, fire reveals impurities. So when we we lack the fire of God or the fire of God is absent in our lives and there's no filter in our life, there's nothing to to bring up the impurities or, or, or we're oblivious to it. So to be to be pure or purity means to be without mixture. So a person that lacks fire in their life starts mixing their life with different things, different ideas, different different, uh, mindsets that are not from the word or or things that are from the word. And you got like this this smorgasbord of, of, of faith because you're mixing everything with it. People with no fire have no problem mixing up with things that don't belong there. Number four, passion, a heart. That burns for God. The disciples said that after after uh, two of the disciples said after they had encountered Jesus, after the res- resurrection, they see Jesus and they said, did not our hearts burn with passion? Did not did not our hearts burn with fire? So the, the, the word burn there is is about fire. It's about being consumed. Romans twelve eleven says, be enthusiastic to serve the Lord, keeping your passion toward him. Boiling hot. So just like it was not normal for the temple of God or the altar to be without fire. It's not normal for someone that serves God or to be in relationship with him be without fire in their life. The condition of the world today is is not the way it is because fire because uh, because evil is present. It's because fire is absent in so many believers lives. We need more fire today. Look at what John Wesley says. Set yourself with fire. Set yourself on fire with passion and people will come for miles to watch you burn. Leonard Ravenhill said, most church members live so far below the standard, you would have to backslide to be in fellowship with them. That's a slap in the face, huh? Your neighbor, ouch. Woo. See, the fire of God brings distinction in our life. The fire of of God is what what gives us the ability to have the revealed presence of God, to walk in purity, to have power so you don't go throughout the week feeling weak and, and feeling like you're struggling all the time. It's the passion that resides on the inside where your heart burns for God. But when when we don't have the fire of God, there's no distinction. The fire of God was what brought distinction in Israel because everybody else had fire. They had fire, too. They were burning offerings and sacrifices to their own gods, false gods. But the only ones that had the fire of God was Israel. So throughout history, we see Israel struggling to keep the fire burning. Because if you know anything about fire, and I know a lot about fire because I used to be a fire bug. I struggled with it, man. You know, if I didn't get saved, I may have been an arsonist. I, I, because, dude, I'm ta- I was lighting fires all the time, all the time. I'm not talking about spiritual fires. I'm talking about the garbage can, toilet seat. Brother and I lit the school on fire, field on fire, dumpsters on. I mean, we just it was just terrible. I don't know why I did it. But one thing I knew when when we were lighting fires all the time is you got you got to you got to put some fuel to the fire. You know, we didn't have gas. Thank God we didn't have gas. You know, we could have done that with the lawnmower, taking the the gas from the lawnmower, but you know, we didn't do that, but we we did Throw brush on there and papers, because if you don't tend to fire, what happens? It goes out. Can't maintain a fire without fuel. And this is the the, the thing that that the children of Israel struggled with, is they, they struggle to maintain the fire. They were told to never let the fire go out, but they struggled. And, and we have to be careful because when we don't tend or try to maintain what God is doing in our life, then the fire is the fire goes out. So in first Kings, we, we see the, the children of Israel in an interesting situation. The fire has gone out in the nation and the children of Israel were under the leadership of King Ahab. And, and King Ahab was was married to uh, to Jezebel, who was a wicked woman. So King Ahab was a wicked man, because behind every wicked man, well, let's stop there, that right there, because some, some of you are, let's move on, so let's move on from there. So, you know, you you have, you know, Ahab. And his wife wears the pants and his wife wanted to silence the voice of God in the nation. So she killed off the prophets of God. And when you have no voice of God in your life, then you don't have fire. That's why you have to continuously be in a place where you, you're hearing the voice of God. But the voice of God was absent in the nation. And the, the children of Israel started to burn sacrifices and offerings to the false god Baal. Now, Baal means husband or married. And when the fire of God is absent in your life, you have no problem. You have no problem marrying things, marrying stuff that doesn't belong in your life. Because if you don't burn for God, you'll burn for something else, folks. So what they were in, they were in this place where they needed to get the fire of God back. So Elijah is called by God to bring the fire back. Elijah is supposed to go back into the nation and restore what was lost there before. So we we read in First Kings chapter 18. You, I'm just going to paraphrase some of the story and we'll we'll talk a little bit more about the rest of it. But, you know, the, the story is First Kings 18, you, Elijah has this showdown with the false prophets of Baal on Mount Carmel. You, you know that story. And and what does Elijah do is he tells them, you know, what, you guys call out to your God. I'm going to call, call out to my God, and the God that answers by fire, If that's, that's, the, that's the true God. So they have this showdown, and, and, and you know what happens, the, the false prophets, they, they do their thing, and they dance, and they sing, and they're acting crazy, they're, they're, they're cutting themselves, and, and just, just acting weird, you know, but there's no fire, you know. And we've got some weird folks in the church and they dance and they sing and they shout, but they they, they don't have fire. You know, that's that, that happens in every church. You know, they're not weird worldly, they're weirdly, you know, and you know, but you know, you can you can act crazy, you can act hyped up and still not have fire. So they, they did their thing, they called out to their God, they, they called out to, to Baal and and Baal did not answer. Baal did not answer them. So then we you know Elijah. You know makes fun of them and and you know he caps on them. I mean read it in your own time. It's it's pretty funny. You know he he clowns on them a little bit. That's why I like about him. He had a sense of humor. You know and that's good. You got to have a sense of humor. But Elijah starts to to question them before the fire even comes. He says this in in First Kings 18, 18, 21. He says Elijah approached the people and said, How long will you not decide between Two choices. If the Lord is true, is, is the true God, follow him. But if Baal is, is the true God, follow him. But the people said nothing. So you can't have the fire of God while keeping your options open. You need to understand that if you're going to carry the fire of God in your life, you cannot have all these options and this indecision in your life. You need to understand that that God is not like a number on on the drive through menu. We don't we don't say, OK, I'll have a number one today. Well, OK, I don't know, maybe number two. Do You you ever have indecision when you go to a restaurant but, and we have people like that in church. They're, they're not sure really what they want. They hear a word. They're, they're excited about it. But yet they're indecided because they still have other options. Options happen on Friday and Saturday night. And, and you get stuck and you got to choose. But there is no other option but God. The fact that you're even thinking that you have options is the proof that you have no fire in your life. Because when you you are sold out for God, when you know, when you know God when you know the presence of God, when, you, when your heart burns for God, you realize that there are no other options. That doesn't matter what comes your way. It doesn't matter what walks into your life. There are no other options. But as long as we've got all these options that we're juggling with, we can't live with the fire of God in our life. Indecision will always rob you. So he tells them, Choose who you will follow. 1 Kings 18.30 then, then Elijah said to all the people, Come here to me. So they went to him. He rebuilt the what? The altar of the Lord. It had been destroyed. So you cannot have fire without the altar. The fire, the the, the altar is the place of fellowship. Fellowship. The, the altar was the place where man had communion with God, where God made covenants, where God made promises. It was the meeting place between God and man. And we cannot expect to carry fire in our life when we forsake the place of fellowship. Notice. The altar. Had been destroyed. It was it was broken. The, the place of fellowship had been destroyed. And some of you, you are, you are here, you, you are here, you're faithful every week, but the altar of God is destroyed in your life. The place of fellowship is broken. And you wonder, why don't I feel God anymore? How come I'm struggling? How come I'm struggling with this? How come I don't have any motivation? How come I don't have any drive to to serve God and and this and that? That's because you have forsaken the place of fellowship in your life. You can't have fire without fellowship. It doesn't work, folks. I don't care how long you've been serving God. I don't care if you're a leader in this church. You cannot have fire in your life without fellowshipping with God fire of God needs fellowship. Now look at he, the Bible says that in verse 12 or verse 31 Elijah got 12 stones. There were one for each tribe in the family line of Jacob. So, so he gets 12 stones to rebuild the altar. He has 12 stones. You know why? Because he was reminding the children of Israel who they belong to. I want you to understand something today. I'm not here to judge you. I'm not here to make you feel bad. But I am here to remind you today. If you have broken fellowship in your life with God. If you're in a place where you're just going through the motions. You're struggling every Sunday. You're struggling in your relationship with God. You belong to God. You belong to Jesus. Jesus loves you. I don't care how long you've been broken. God loves you. God loves you so much. You belong to Him. Elijah was reminding them of their identity. And some of you, you need to be reminded of your identity this morning. Some of you, you've been struggling. You struggle to read the word. You struggle to pray. You struggle to have any kind of relationship with God outside of Sunday mornings. But I want you to understand that God is not trying to, to push you away. God is pursuing you. God loves you because you belong to him. And your identity is not of that of the world. Your identity is a son and a daughter of God. And all you need to do once again is rebuild the altar in your life and fellowship with God once again. When we forsake fellowship, we lose fire. 1 Kings 18, 32-33 says, Elijah used the stones to build an altar. In honor of the Lord, he dug a ditch around it. The ditch was large enough to hold 13 quarts of seeds. Verse 33, he arranged the wood for the fire. He cut the bull in pieces. He placed the pieces on the, on the wood. So he takes a bull and he cuts it in pieces because you can't have fire without sacrifice. The, the fire never fell on an empty altar. The fire of God never falls on nothing. The, the fire falls on sacrifice. And this is what we need to understand, that, that if we are in a place in our life where we are struggling to to. to experience the presence of God, then there probably is an issue with what we've been offering up. He cuts the bull in pieces. Why? So that the bull couldn't leave the altar. He was planning on leaving it there. He wasn't giving the bull on loan to God. And a lot of us, we give our lives on loan to God. God has you on loan today, but Monday through Saturday, you're somewhere else. But it's going to take a sacrifice because fire, the fire is expensive. It's expensive to know God. It's expensive to have the fire of God. Look at first Peter two five says, and you are living stones that God is using to build in his spiritual temple. What's more, you are his what? Holy. What? Okay, thank you. All 10 of you. You are his holy what? priest. Did you know that you're a priest? Now you don't need to go get a priest outfit. But you are a priest according to what God's word is saying. This is not talking about to church leaders or or pastors or or anything like that. This is talking about those that are in relationship with God. You are a priest. Priests offer up things to God. And if a priest has nothing to offer, then the priest is, is not fulfilling his role and his purpose as a priest. Look at Romans 12.1 says, you, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a what? Living sacrifice. Not a dead one. Because you need to be alive. Okay, The Lord doesn't want to kill you. He wants to kill what's inside of you. But... But you're a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Okay, so from these two scriptures here, we see that we are both the priest and the sacrifice. See, in the Old Testament, you had the priest and he would just offer up an animal. But in the New Testament, we are both the priest that makes the offerings and we are the sacrifice. I can't offer up you And you cannot offer up me because then it's not a sacrifice. I have to offer up my own sacrifice to God. I've got to offer up myself, your grandma, your mom, your parents. Nobody else can offer up your life but you. And this is why we struggle to maintain the fire. Is because people try to make it throughout the week on somebody else's sacrifice. Yet it takes sacrifice to come up and preach the word. Pastor Dan, every Sunday is is sacrificing throughout the week, dying to himself, praying, getting in God's word, preparing the place where fire can fall on the altar of hearts. Every Sunday. it's, It's a sacrifice. It takes sacrifice to do it. He doesn't just get up here and wing it. It takes sacrifice. But we come on Sunday mornings and God ignites something in our heart and then Monday comes around and it's the, the fire has gone out. Why? Because you can't make it throughout the week off of somebody else's sacrifice. Every single person has to be a priest and fulfill their role and offer up a sacrifice every single day to God. <laughs> it's hard to be on fire when you're not sacrificing anything. Well, what do we sacrifice? We die to ourselves. We pray. We, we get into God's word. We, we obey. We, we offer up a sacrifice of praise. You may not. Why do we encourage you to worship when you're here? Well, because it, when, when worship is, is not a part of a church, there's no fire. There's no fire without sacrifice. And we come in, and, and it's such a struggle for us to get into the presence of God. You know why? Because we're more alive to self than we are to Christ. You know why you can't worship? Because you're not dead yet. You're still living. You're too full of self. You're so full of self that, you know, when anybody tells you to live right, you get mad. And it offends you. Why? Because... Yourself is so much more alive than your spirit. And we struggle to serve God. You know why? Because check this out. Jesus was risen from the dead, right? We all know that he was risen. He was crucified. But you can't have a resurrection without a death. And if we have the same power as Jesus... According to what God's word says. The same power that raised him up is in us. But we can't walk in power when we're not dead yet. And some of us, we're struggling to be on fire because we're so, our, our self is so much more alive. We're so much more aware to ourselves that we're not aware to God, but you need to sacrifice. You need to die to yourself. First King says that, 1833 he piled wood upon the altar and cut the bull into pieces and laid the pieces on the wood fill four ba- barrels with water he said and pour the water over the carcass on the wood now that's not a good idea just from fire 101 i know from experience you never put water you never put water on wood if you want to start a fire you know never but if you don't want man to get the credit for it you put water on it. So, so Elijah's pouring water on, has these guys pour, pour four barrels of water. Now, here's the interesting thing the, the people were in a drought for three years because of their idolatry. Where are they at right now? They're on the top of what? A mountain. Where are you going to find water on the top of a mountain? You're not going to find water on the top of of a mountain when it hasn't rained for three years. So that means that somebody is going to have to go and get those barrels of water. And they're going to have to go down in the valley to get the water. Somebody is going to have to make an investment. You can't have fire without investment. You can't have fire without investing something. So somebody goes to get the water. And they come up, and what does he say? All right, go, go and do it again. What? Do it again. I would have had an attitude like, man, it's hot here, bro. I need to drink this water because there's a drought. I don't know if you understand that this is, this is, this is valuable right here. How's him go and do it again? God always wants you to invest something that's valuable. Valuable. They go out and they come back all sweaty, all hot, probably with an attitude. he tell them, go, go and do it again. What? They have to go out and do it again. The fire hasn't fallen yet, folks. But they're investing. Somebody had to take the time to dig the ditch around the altar, right, to dig the trench. I don't like digging ditches. I don't know about you. I don't like digging ditches. But somebody had to put in the time to prepare the place for the altar for, for, for the fire to fall. And I think that's why Christians love events, they love conferences. Because they like to go to places where they can feel the fire of God without their own investment. They like to, 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 to be the to to benefit off of somebody else's sacrifice, somebody else's investment. But I'll tell you one thing. I love conferences. I love being in places like that where there's revival. But you cannot survive off of somebody else's sacrifice or somebody's investment. It's going to take your time. It's going to take your energy to seek God. It's going to take some work on your part. Now, I understand that Jesus already did the work. I understand that. What makes you think that because Jesus did everything that you don't have to do anything at all? What makes you think that you could just snap your fingers and just expect God to bring fire on your life without paying for it? It takes investment, it takes time, it takes effort. It takes effort at times to get into your word when you don't feel like it. It takes effort to push through when you pray and your, your, your prayers aren't, aren't, they feel like they're not getting past this, the, the ceiling. It takes effort to be in church when you're worshiping and you don't feel like it. But you know what? what happens in our life when we invest something and we dig in and we push through. We're preparing a place where the fire of God to fall in our lives. And you need to put away all the, the emotions of saying, you know what, I'm giving up. I can't do it. And you just need to pursue God. You need to push through you need to invest elijah then does an interesting thing on first 1 kings 1833 it says at the usual what time is that scripture up there it's hard to read huh i'm sorry i'm gonna use a different font next time at the usual time For offering the evening sacrifice, Elijah the prophet walked up to the altar and he prayed. So at the usual time, the the, the set time, the dedicated time that was usual for the children of Israel when they used to make sacrifices, the time where the, the altar was actually built and it wasn't destroyed, at the usual time, at the usual time, Elijah walks up and he prays. It was a dedicated time. And what he was reminding the people is that that they had lost... Their set time. They had lost their place of commitment. They had lost the the place that was usually designated for God. It was now designated for something else. And I want you to understand, you can't have fire without commitment. You've got to have a set time. You've got to be dedicated to this thing. You've got to be dedicated. You've got to have a set time. A set time. Dedicated time. And it can't just be on Sunday mornings. You've got to have a set time where you're allowing God to put fire on the altar of your hearts. Everybody has to be dedicated. And you can't be on fire because of my dedication or Pastor Dan's dedication or your husband or your wife's dedication. You've got to have your own dedicated set time. Your set time where you prepare the place and you call out to God so that you can burn again for him. I want to pray with people today that need to burn again. People that are just going through the motions. And and let me just, I'll be the first to say, folks, we all go through those times. There are times when I've been, when when instead of being burning up for God, I've, I've been burned out. There have been plenty of times where I'm like, oh, God, get me through here today because I just don't feel it. There have been plenty of times where where I've gone through seasons of my life where it felt like God was a million miles away. We all go through those seasons in our life. But just because you're there doesn't mean that you have to stay there. You can burn again. You could bring back the place, the place of fellowship in your life. You can make your sacrifice once again. You can have your dedicated time once again your commitment, and invest in the fire of God, I want you to stand with me. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash cwcbayarea.